0: Ever since I had Neville flown back to Travis from that hospital in Kansas, things have only gotten stranger. It started as soon as I was back in the same room with him. He reached out and started communicating telepathically, even though he was instabated and unconscious. At first, it took me by surprise, but I eventually got used to our little conversations. He would ask about me and about his condition, and I'd try to ask him about himself, but he never really gave me a straight answer. In fact, Getting the name of Dr. Peasley was the only additional thing I'd been able to learn from him until the day Rowan came with me to check on him. Watching the two of them interact was fascinating. I couldn't believe the information Rowan was able to glean, let alone Neville's information about the library. Whatever this library is, it's clear that someone, somewhere, still has some sort of control over Neville, and when he can go there, because Neville clearly wasn't controlling it. I'm not sure what his sudden interest in Timber Cove is all about, but judging by Rowan's reaction, if we do end up going there, I'll huff my hands full, keeping one eye on Neville and whatever his deal is, the other eye on Rowan, to make sure she doesn't have any PTSD panic attacks, and make sure she's okay. <sighs> Some days I wish I could go back to my life before Delta Green, just live a quiet life with Andrew and Chase, but I know that both of us thrive on the mystery and discovery of this work. It's part of why we both went into the medical field, and the other part, saving and helping people means I can never truly leave this life behind now that I know that these dangers are out there. Uh, All of this has gotten very complicated very fast, and it feels like every red string we pull just turns into another and another string. Hopefully with all of us together we can turn this into a sweater, or at least a scarf. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast.
1: When we last left our agents, they all went their separate ways. And then on Tuesday the 31st, Rowan and Rory went to go visit Neville Kingston Brown at the Grant Medical Center. River returned home. Life has been pretty good at home. Katie has been doing well in school. And Jennifer has been quite happy and engaged and become less of a helicopter parent to Katie, but still keeps a very keen eye on her. That kind of happens when your kid's kidnapped. But she seems to be moving along fairly well. River, you've got the file with the Morse code on it. It's a long file, it's
2: like nine and a half minutes long. Well, we'll play it back a little bit at a time. I'll start by listening at the beginning and say, seems a little repetitive, but I, I guess I better uh, let me Google the most worst code and make sure I've got the uh, right symbols here. At least it's going slow enough that I can probably transcribe it.
1: And you notice that it's dash dash, 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 dot, dash, dash. And it continues that way, being a royal pain in the ass.
2: Seriously? Is this all zero and one?
1: Seems to be. Outside your room, you hear a knock on the door to
2: your office. And we'll hit pause and say, yeah, what do you need? Uh, Dad, I I got a question. Sure, come on in.
1: What are you working on? Oh, it's,
2: uh, we found a Morse code file and I'm just trying to translate it.
1: Oh, like the Morse code, like the dot dot dot?
2: Yeah. Dots and dashes. You're writing it down? Well, yeah. I don't want to make any mistakes. I can't remember this.
1: You don't have to. Hang on. What kind of file is that? I forget. I think it's a wave. Okay. Did you... You even used Google. I'm so proud of you. (sighs) I use Google all the time. I know you use Google all the time, but type this in. You ready? Okay. Go ahead. Morse code translator. Morse code translator. All right, now you see in there, you can upload an audio file. It's a WAV file, just drop the WAV file in. I'm an idiot. No, you're my dad. You just don't know all the tools. Well, Come on, you know, the internet didn't
2: always exist.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. That's right, I forgot you went to school with, uh, you know, Abraham and, and, and all those guys, right? Abraham. Yeah, like from that old book, right?
2: You mean the Old Testament? Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. You know, Cain, Abel, and Seth? No, I... No? That's not the
2: right book? First of all, that's fiction. Second, that's, that's 4,000 years ago or whatever.
1: I mean, you're, you're around there. You're what, 40? Just to the 10th power, right? She smiles and gives you a kiss on your forehead. Hey, look, it's done.
2: Oh, so it is. And sure enough, it's all zeros and ones. Morse code is already a binary code. Why would you encode zeros and ones instead of just using dashes and dots? Okay, so I take it you didn't write this. So, I don't know. Why
1: are you yelling? You don't need to yell.
2: And it's in blocks of eights. What do you bet? It's it's just plain old ASCII. (laughs) What's that? Okay, they call it UTF-8 now. Character again. Oh. Here, let me show you. He Googles a binary to ASCII translator. (laughs) Oh, does that work?
0: Check that out.
1: So it's binary. If we had Luke Skywalker here, he knows binary. No, wait, he doesn't. That's why he got C-3PO. I'm sorry.
2: Well, he understands binary. He just can't speak it because he's not
1: a droid. She looks down at her phone. So that's where they got the name for that.
2: It's binary zero and one binary, too.
1: Okay, so what's it, What what is okay, okay, hang on, this is neat. Alright, so it's binary. What does that say?
2: Um, well, it's it's not English, and I, I I'll guarantee you it's not Spanish either. Okay. Well. Viria, Indana, Abuka, tell you what, I know how to use Google Translate, too. Okay. Let's, let's see what that makes of it. And I copy that into Google Translate and Okay, it says it's sperm fuel reason. Oha small, the cattle quote.
1: Does this have something to do with what what happened in, in that town in Idaho?
2: I don't think so. Dad! Wait, Dad, hold on. Wait a second. Should I be seeing this? I don't know any reason why you shouldn't yet.
1: Okay, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable now.
2: You don't have to stay if you feel uncomfortable.
1: But I gotta know what this is.
2: But Dad, Dad what are you looking up? Like, this does not sound... sperm fuel? Well, let's, let's try it one word at a time. Okay. And I spend a while searching on the individual words.
1: Dad, is this, like, a binary Viagra ad? Um, well, it's...
2: Oh my god, that word means semen by itself?! That's what sperm is. obviously google got something at least close on that one starting to look like it's sanskrit though why doesn't google translate do sanskrit whatever is there
1: a sanskrit search
2: yeah there's a there's a couple of them looks like
1: you know what let's try the first one that pops up on
2: google okay uh all right energy virility still sounds like sperm dad well, well, see, see, the root means man. Oh, all right. It's going there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's why virility, they're related words. You do know that that's virility is, is... Yes. Yes,
1: Dad, I know what virility is. Yeah. We don't have to have that talk. I really don't want to have that talk. Wouldn't this be something if this is like some kind of like, you know, a dick pill ad, I'm sorry, a, um, adult, you know,
2: ad? Okay, next one fuel battery? I mean it's almost the same thing. Energy fuel that's
1: Okay. Empty and powerless is the next one. And then what's the what's that what's that other one?
2: Zunya only yeah, the capitalization is, is weird. Other languages use different rules.
1: The the Dana Udahareth. Now, Emptiness and void. So it says Like energy, vitality, fuel, empty, powerless, emptiness, and void. Is this a poem? Well,
2: I mean, either it's a Viagra ad or somebody's calling AAA.
1: Huh. They're saying that they're out of power?
2: I think they are. Let's keep going. All right. Exhausted, dead. Something has, some kind of energy has run out. And then, oh, donation or charity and the last one is seems to be delivers it's give us a gift give us charity yeah it's I think it's saying we're out of gas send help
1: <laughs> you're kidding right where'd
2: you get this I, I can't really tell you that
1: oh okay sorry
2: I don't think it's anything to do with the other stuff we're looking at wonder if Rowan can make sense of it
1: She's smart. I like her.
2: And I'm going to I'm going to text the rough translation and my interpretation to the whole team.
1: So everybody gets that text message with that translation or interpretation of the Morse code. Rooster, you are in the new green box and you see you're currently looking through some items. You do see that you did have that collection of atlases and maps and you currently have one of the maps world maps kind of opened up where the X's are at. You remember that the map is very similar to the map that you saw in the bunker. There's more X's on your map, but some of these X's match up.
3: Yeah, that's kind of what I was afraid of because quinky dinks and shit. As much as I really hate the idea of using this stuff because it's creepy and dangerous, I kind of start going through everything and seeing if there's anything else that could be helpful for the next time we meet up. And I'm gonna put the atlases and I've got a collection of language books. Some look like ancient, not really spoken anymore. There are no penthouse with fish heads anymore. I burned those. But the only other thing that really looks useful right now is just Because it's me, I'm going to bring that red Ferrari cane just for the next time we meet up. All right. Sounds like a good idea. Before I leave, I do want to look at one more thing. I'm terrified, but I do want to look at the handbook again because I don't remember who we all saw in Idaho in there besides Ortega, and I'm not looking at her page again. I want to look and is there a Lionel or Lion or Tebow? There is a lion,
1: L-Y-O-N, and it's in quotations. Just like Rowan's lists Rowan's in quotation and then her name.
3: What does it say?
1: It gives his hand size, he has a large hand size, he is Creole, he has the tattoo of an eye on the palm of his left hand and triangle.
3: Does it have a death date?
1: It does not. It does say that he did lose the tip of his pinky finger in July of 1985. Small alligator. Hmm.
3: I'm going to commit that to memory because I don't trust taking a picture of it. And do I know when we're meeting up again yet? I don't think that was set up just yet.
1: I think they were going to try to catch up on that Friday.
3: I'm just going to text the group real quick and say, found our boy in the handbook. He's got an eye tat on his hand and missing a finger from an alligator. And then I'm going to text Elena and say, done here. I'm hungry. In and out? Question mark. Always, but where are we eating? Taco Bell? Question mark. Always, but what's for dinner?
1: Sacks, Tasty Hot Dogs, question mark?
3: As long as there's no mustard. Meet you there.
1: No, come to my house. In and out, now. Oh, then dinner. Foot Tap, dot, dot, dot. Oscar Mike. Has a first name, R-O-O-S-T-E-R. Love you too.
3: See you in ten. You get a heart and a U. I look at it, go, Damn, I don't deserve this woman. Put my phone away. Go to the truck.
1: Back at Grant Medical, Rory and Rowan are currently looking at Neville. He's staring at the both of you. D- did I say something wrong?
0: Uh Timbers Cove, that must be... That must have been where you were, Rowan. Yep.
4: Yep.
3: Okay. Oh.
4: Do you know who is telling you to go to, t- to Timber? To go to that place?
1: Uh, n- no. No, I just you know, maybe I don't have to go. I think it would be nice to go.
0: You need to be there
1: in 20 days or before 20 days? Hang on, let me check something. And his eyes go white. His eyes come back. Okay, so I don't want to go to the Swingers Hotel. Okay. But on the
0: 19th of June, I would like to go there. I think we can make that happen. I'm sorry, Rowan. Hmm. You don't have to come if you don't want to. It's got a check mark next to it. That's why.
4: What do you mean it has a check mark next to it?
0: The
1: day says Timbers Cove on the calendar. It's got a check mark next to it.
4: Rowan just looks at the two of them, pulls out her phone, and taps the screen a couple times. Of course, because why wouldn't it be? Uh, June 19th is Father's Day.
0: Oh,
1: maybe my father's there. No, no, my father's passed. I remember the funeral. I remember the funeral and. It was near a lake with a lot of reeds.
4: Was it hot?
1: Yeah. There were a lot of half-naked men, very dark colored men. And he looks at himself. But they weren't they weren't like the orderly. I'm sorry. I that might be insensitive to people. Neville says that not down.
0: Not down. Neville, I want you to keep it start keeping it Are you able to write down any of these memories as they come up? Would keeping a journal be beneficial? Sure, I could try. Do you want to start jotting that down that you just remembered just now?
1: Sure. As he starts to write down, he's writing in characters you don't understand. Can you understand that, Neville? He gets to the end and he looks down and goes, There, it's...
0: No. Okay. Ah.
4: Well, maybe we can get one of those portable recording devices like what you sent me rory
0: yeah do you want to try that
4: we can try it it might get corrupted all to hell and back i get the feeling that our friends at the library want to keep things secret but it's worth a try
0: um i'm gonna pull out my recorder and give it to neville and say i'll get this back at some point but if you remember anything recorded on here okay i push this button to record and he pushes the yep. button so this is
1: going to be test, and hopefully it works. Pushes stop and pushes play. This is going to be a test. Hopefully this works.
0: He smiles. He's very proud of himself. All right, so this will help with both of what we're looking into, and hopefully help you remember more about your family, and that can help us find them.
4: Neville, can, can you try recording that memory that you just told us about the lake with the reeds? Can you hit the record button and say that?
1: He hits the record button, it clicks. My my father's funeral was near a lake or a pond with reeds. Points at Rowan. It was very hot. There were men dressed or half dressed. They were shirtless and they were very dark skinned men there as well. There were others there, but they stand out.
4: Do you remember what language people were speaking? Were they speaking English or something else?
1: Some were speaking English, and others were speaking something else. I never learned that other language.
0: It's not my language. Okay. Uh, why don't you stop the cord and see if we can hear any of that? He pushes the button.
4: And then we'll check it.
1: It plays back. Alright. Okay.
4: So it looks like this at least works. Maybe maybe they can't corrupt the, the digital quite as easily as they can the analog.
0: All right. Well, we'll be in touch about the 19th. Okay. And I'll set you up with that doctor. Yes.
4: And I'll start looking for any records of you. You were gone before social media really kicked off, but there might still be something.
1: What's... Is that like the beginning of the football
4: game? (laughs) Social media will take entirely too long to explain, but basically, did did you ever spend any time online? You were in the early teens.
1: Oh, the Internet, the Internet, the Internet, social media, Internet. Meta,
0: Facebook, Twitter, those places.
4: You know about Meta? That's That was quick. It's on TV.
0: Ah, uh, so the new memories are, are fine. hmm Okay. Wait a second. The kickoff for the football isn't
1: the same. And the ball is white. And he kind of like stares off a little bit.
4: What shape is the ball?
1: Oblong. Like an egg. But it's not that football. Wait. I'm confused.
0: Is it a rugby ball?
1: Kinda. But it's not, it's football.
4: Okay. A white football. Okay.
1: Why is my football different
0: than their football? We're not sure, Noel. I want you to keep recording things about yourself if you remember them. My football is white. Perfect. Or anything else that you think we would need, um, and I'll be checking up again with you soon. Is that alright? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Okay. Right, well, we should probably. Oh, you all right? Yeah, man, I, I really could go for some more orange juice. I'll walk over to the mini fridge and pull out an orange juice and add it to him. Thanks. These are really good, you know.
4: They're quite tasty.
0: Yeah.
4: All right. Um, we will be in touch, and I will let you know if I find anything.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you. Once we're on the way out, I will open the curtains again, so he has his light back. And your phones go off with a text message from River. And then shortly
1: thereafter, an unrelated text message from Rooster.
0: Out of gas. Pro. in that map we saw it in the silo, it had a bunch of locations, including Alaska, where I was. Was that related to the Morse code message, if I remember?
4: So what he's translated, yeah, it was. it was in the same computer system as the map that we found.
0: If I remember right, that was like locations of where they found the Morse code. Mm-hmm. Um, the site I was at, basically, whatever was there, their ship, for lack of a better word, was out of fuel.
4: That's what you use the, the And gem. I use
0: that gem-like thing to restart it. So are those loca- other locations, other ships?
4: Maybe. But then what does that have to do with our friendly fish people?
0: Yeah, it's another string to pull.
4: We have a lot of those. Son of a bitch. I never wanted to go back to Timber Cove, but...
0: It'll be fine. We'll we'll have a plan. Maybe we'll get through it.
4: We'll figure it out.
0: Friday, would that work for going to the university?
4: Yeah, that should work for me. We'll send a text to the guys and see if they can make that.
0: And I'll also shoot back. seems like it could be related to what I dealt with in Alaska. And then say Friday works for me.
1: Your normal daily routines kick in that Wednesday. Rory, you're making your rounds as you do. Uh, Working a little bit at the hospital right now before, you know, some of your other other practice items. Rooster, you're teaching some pretty high-speed boys. Actually, you're not teaching them shit. They know what's going on. They are on target and... They are basically doing everything they need to. They don't need to be taught how to shoot. They're just out there putting bullets down range, keeping sharp and frosty. You're pretty impressed. Uh, most of these guys have come back from Afghanistan, um, have gotten out of the various branches of service. None of these guys are FNGs or really wet. Well, they might have done wet work, but they're not not anything to, uh, to sneeze at. It's a nice change from what you were working with before.
3: And suddenly I'm actually running a gun range instead of playing babysitter. They treat you with respect
1: too. Not that fake kind of respect, but more of they recognize, you know, where you're at. One of them was a Marine, infantryman, a grunt, good proper crayon eater. He calls you Gunny.
3: Him, I allow to do it.
1: Nobody else does. Nobody else even tries to broach. Even some of the polo shirt wearing weekend warrior types, they still come in some of the guys that you do kind of have to babysit, but they're not in as often and uh, they don't need as much of hands-on anymore. They do get an executive that comes in every once in a while and thinks they're cool. Some of them are cool. Most of them aren't.
3: I make sure not to embezzle ammunition for our cell when they show up. I believe that's a good call.
1: River. For your Wednesday through Thursday and Friday, you know, back in the office, the days are kind of going well. You're looking at a new possible violation off of some industrial building that is in Oakland. Apparently they've got some things that are not, some chemicals that are not stored properly. Very mundane EPA type of things. Not work that you need to spend a lot of time with. You get a text message from Javier haven't seen you in a while. Hope things are well. Want to go hiking soon? Question mark.
2: I will reply, sorry man. Been terrible about keeping up. Super busy with work. Maybe later in the summer.
1: A few moments later. Okay, anytime. Maybe we can catch lunch or something. Found a decent Korean place. Sounds great.
2: I think I can do lunch.
1: We'll figure something out soon you look back at your phone a few minutes later and Javier's messages aren't there. Rowan, you head into your office. It's in a different building than you were in before. This is actually a federal building and you actually are part of an FBI office that's in a basement. It's actually a sub-basement. You're like three or four floors down. The building is known to be very earthquake-safe. It is some of the uh, newest technology, and the building itself is not very old.
4: I still get rather antsy every time that I'm going down the stairs to get down to my office, because I don't take the elevator, but I do take the stairs, and every time I can hear my footsteps ringing on the metal stairs, and just like, ah, yes, the beginning of the day. No panic attacks today, please. You get down to
1: your office, and you see that there's a bunch of boxes there new boxes, like bankers' boxes, filled with all different kinds of things, and you hear movement in your office. You haven't really gotten to meet Special Agent Point. You've met him once, and that was kind of in passing. Because he was in transit, he moved from the D.C. area here.
4: Yeah, and I remember he left an interesting impression on me, but I'm withholding judgment until I get to know him a little better. I, like, lean. Hello? Hey! Oh, hey! How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? What's all the boxes? Uh, this is all this is all my stuff.
1: I'm sorry, it's just taking up way too much space. I'll get it all squared away soon. I'm I'm sorry, we're kind of encroaching in your office. I, I don't mean to.
4: That's fine. Do you need help with anything?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, if you can grab a couple of those things and bring them on over, that would be great.
4: Yeah, sure. Any box in particular, or do you have a do you, do you have a system for this, or is it just catch as catch can? Catch as catch can right now. Fantastic. I'll go over to one of the boxes and test the weight of it first because I know how fucking heavy files can get.
1: Yes, everything is fucking heavy. This guy does not know how to properly pack,
4: or if he does, eh. <laughs> like, oh boy. All right, getting the workout today and just like heave, heave it up.
1: Oh, all right. Yeah, you're you a you're a hefty one there, aren't you? Well, four brothers had to pretend. He puts his name played out. And you see his first name is Sam.
4: Huh. Sorry. That's uh, that's funny. What's funny? My nickname is Sam. I'm hi. I'm I'm redacted. We're office mates, I guess. I am Sam Point.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's funny because we have the same name.
4: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's kind of funny. All right. I can go. I can go with that.
4: Well, uh, welcome to Sacramento.
1: Thanks. I got a buddy here I correspond with, well, at least in this area. Um, I've heard some good stuff, though.
4: Well, some of it's good, some of it's bad. It's like any city, really.
1: Uh, yeah, can you put that over there?
4: Uh, sure. And I'll heave it over to the spot that, that he indicated. What kind of label is on this box? Just out of curiosity. It's
1: not labeled. None of these boxes are labeled.
4: Sam, I have to ask, how do you find anything?
1: I remember where everything goes. Okay. You know, I didn't want to work for the FBI, but I just happened to be good at some stuff. The nice part is I stay down here. As long as I've got a good internet connection, I'm good.
4: Nice cozy little, little bunker down here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you hear me snoring, if it's too loud, just rap on the door or shake me because I'm not supposed to be sleeping on the job. But sometimes you gotta, you know, you just stay up late.
4: Certainly true. I have fallen asleep in an office chair more than once. You're from, uh, you're from out east, aren't you? No.
1: Well, I came from out east. Okay. Originally, I, I, where was I born? I was born in Seattle. A lovely town that's absolutely shit with a lot of rain and a whole a big gigantic drug problem that you wouldn't imagine. Then I got a job and I moved back. I, they took me east and then I went to New York, all over the place. And now finally they're sending me here. They're sending me to work with you on weird shit.
4: Yep, the the weird things that go bump in the night. I've been in the Department of Theoretical Resources for um, about two years now. I just transferred in a couple months ago. I saw part of your file. Really? Anything interesting? Yeah.
1: Former Alameda County Sheriff. You've been kidnapped twice. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. No. What? Hmm. <laughs> He walks over to to a whiteboard grabs a bunch of markers draws a giant green triangle on the whiteboard, and then starts to write in names on the whiteboard
4: whose names is he writing
1: s pickens j elam a murphy g ford j palance l van cleef clittle and then in the center he he writes e wallach and circles it and then circles clittle
4: Just watch this all impassively, my arms crossed over my chest, giving nothing away at the moment. And just like, it's a lot of names in there.
1: Yup. Yes. Rory, Rowan, Rooster, River draws a line to Clittle.
4: Yes, you've made your point.
1: I'm not trying to make a point. I'm not trying to make a point. I'm sorry. Did that come across pretentious?
4: No, No. Some of my
1: people skills aren't that great.
4: Close the door. Yeah, of course. It'll go and close the door.
1: He sits on the edge of his uh, desk. He kind of jumps up. He's not a very tall man.
4: I come into the room a little bit and like lean an elbow on one of the pile of boxes and just look at him. We do
1: some pretty weird stuff in this department. I'm surprised it took them this long to bring you in.
4: I suspect that with my experiences in the second of the two kidnappings, They decided it was better to have me under this particular umbrella.
1: Okay, so
4: what do you know about the split? Absolutely fucking nothing, except that there was one, apparently.
1: Now, he kind of looks around. I haven't talked to them in a long time, but there's a alphabet soup kind of thing going on. And the first three letters are kind of important. They don't send me a lot of information anymore because I'm not out doing stuff. Does that happen to you?
4: Uh just give him a long look and then walk over to the marker board, pick up the green marker, and draw a circle around Rowan.
1: Alright. I heard there's a really good Italian place down the road. Alphonsus. Do you want to go maybe catch lunch there? I'd love to. Yeah, maybe we should do that. We'll go out, because I haven't been in, in this act town in a you know, it's been a long time.
4: Sure. I'll grab the eraser. Okay if I erase this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And I'll start erasing and pause over the C-little and just like look at the line drawing from that to River. I have not heard about this connection, so I'm trying very hard not to giggle like an immature teenager Then keep wiping (laughs) it down.
1: I think I know a lot more than you know I know.
4: I generally assume that no one knows about the alphabet soup, so you are already starting a little ahead. Yeah, but I know about other things, too! There's a… there's a… yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck me. I'd be very interested in what you do know, because uh, that collection of names that start with R tends to go out a lot into situations where not knowing about things almost gets us killed.
1: Well, hey. I know some people that know some people, and a bunch of us watch western movies. We don't do that opera shit. That's, that's whatever.
4: (laughs) I don't know. I like opera well enough. You just have to understand that it's all dramatic and overblown. Right? Right?
1: Actually, you know what? (laughs) Most of that shit's not overblown. That's why I like staying down here. It's safer.
4: Yeah. Safer for us anyway. Yeah. Let's go get some pasta. I haven't been to Alphonse's. Are you
1: sure you haven't? It's brand new or it's just not, or it's just new to you.
4: New to me, probably. Okay.
1: I heard that the, the the waiter, Charlie, is really good there. Really on top of his game. Maybe we can ask for him.
4: Rowan's drawing a couple connections in her head that are like, I'm not going to ask yet, but I am not sure how much I'm able to say about things, but I would like to know as much as I can. Okay. I'll
1: give you a little bit of, of, of what's going on. In 2012, a bug crawled in my ear, literally. It had to be surgically removed. That's why I've got this neat little scar. It's not a cochlear implant, there's a scar back there. And um, it turns out that 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 bug showed me just how fragile life is and how expansive the universe is. What kind of a bug was it? It has a name, I don't really know. All I know is that we squished that son of a bitch afterward. But after that, a couple guys came up and said, hey, we want to talk to you, a guy and a gal. Sorry, don't mean it. It's 2022. Gotta, you know, be proper. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And after that, we did a couple things. They found out that I'm shit out in the field, but I'm damn good in front of a computer and finding things. And I've got a few friends. And, you know, my friends have connections and I have connections and we connect all over the place.
4: Okay. Are you part of the alphabet soup or do you just consult?
1: So technically, yes, but... We have been called in forever, and we're all over the place. I don't even think some of them are still around. And he makes a throat slash motion across his uh, throat. Unfortunate side effect of the job. Yeah. That's why I like staying in the basement. Because while I know what's going on, I don't want to go out there. But there's others that do. Kind of like, you know, he points at the board while he's grabbing a, uh, like, a leather messenger bag.
4: Yep. Kind of like that. So, what can you tell me about the split?
1: All right. So... It's not really a split. Well, it was a split. Um, there were us way back in the day. We dealt in small groups, only talked to a letter ahead and a letter behind for years. I mean, years. This goes back all the way to Oni times and the, you know.
4: The Raiden right Innsmouth?
1: Yeah. Hey, you know about that. You know more than you think. That's where it started. And so things went went well. And then the air force got some information started their own thing
4: ah the own thing that began with the letter m yeah yeah i've i've heard a little bit about i have heard about up to the alphabet soup being decommissioned from a former a fellow who lives out in montana now
1: okay so yeah they were never really decommissioned really what was the first letter of that guy's name c hmm that's interesting yeah All right. So back where I was at, he closes the door and let's,
4: let's keep walking. All right. Are there many other offices down here in this space or is it mostly just storage? Cool. So we're sloughed off with the storage. I love it.
1: So there was some, uh, some heads that were butted because one was underwritten by the government, part of the air force. And then there were the group of the ones that were outside the law Makes a great science fiction story, right? Or conspiracy novel. And then in the 90s, there was an assassination. And next thing you know, that group with an M gets full backing. They change up their letters. So now they talk about, you know, a color and a triangle. So they're now that, plus some others. Um, and then there's the uh, the outlaws that are out on, on thing. The shitty thing is, those that are outside... You know, the cowboys, the outlaws, if you will. No government money. Well, some of us. Any winks at you. We're kind of lucky. There's groups out there that don't have us. And some of them, I swear, are stock boys. Literally. Stock boys that have just seen the wrong fucking thing. Just because some some tiny little gray thing with a giant fucking head, long ass arms, zapped his goddamn cow. And now him and a bunch of others have to deal with that shit. And they get picked up because... You know, Alpha Bravo Charlie thinks it's a good fucking idea to get as many people as possible, and next thing you know, the stock boys are dead. (sighs) Yeah.
4: So then why if Majestic became governmentally backed and became Delta Green? Yes. Why are the outlaws still running? Why did we get recruited by people who were outside of the governmental organization? Why, Why are there still two? Some people didn't want
1: to let Things die. And I don't blame them because, I mean, you've worked in, in the bureaucratic. You worked for the federal government. Do you remember last year when they were like, oh, we're going to change your health care benefits? Oh, God. Right? Right? Right. You don't want to deal with that shit when we need to do stuff right away. Now, apparently that other group handles stuff a lot quicker than that, but you know what? God damn it, I don't want to have to go through HR just because some some strange alien mushroom fucker pulls out a goddamn gun and points it at somebody, or the paperwork that you have to go through when you, know, you have
4: to torch a car in the middle of Montana. You did read my file. Not that file. Hmm, familiar with it though? Yeah. We aren't very nice to rental
1: cars. Yeah, I have a motorcycle. You know, one time before before all this happened, I did a trip from the tip of, of Vietnam to the very bottom. Best time of my life. I didn't have to worry about shit. Now I have to worry about all this stuff. I miss the before time some days.
4: Hmm. Yeah, I, I understand that. I always I always aimed at being part of the, the federal side of things, but uh, the jump from sheriff's department to uh, federal was a bit of a jump. Well... So if I uh, suddenly get calls, you'll at least have an idea of what's going on, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. It's cool by me. You don't have to request days off from me. I'm cool. I'm not your supervisor. Nope. Oh, man, I think that Alphonse place is closed. Not here anymore.
4: That's not too much of a surprise.
1: That's right. Slipping in and out of things. I'm going to head back and start working on my boxes. If you see the good sheriff. (laughs) Because it worked in Blazing Saddles. Fucking genius. I wish I thought of that. No, I'm just the ugly. So, which one are you? (laughs) That's okay. I'm sorry. He was erased, right?
4: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Never existed.
4: Well, this has been informative. Yeah. I think I'm going to go for a bit of a walk. Get some sunlight. I'll be back in soon. Good call.
1: Um... I might have a file or two for you. I'll see if I'll see if I can get everything unloaded. Might help.
4: Yeah. Um. Hey, Sam. Yeah. I am working on something right now that isn't. It isn't official, even by outlaw standards. I can't get Optarquin. I already tried. What? Nothing. Hmm. I might want to ask for assistance from the. Uh, terrifying file repository that you have in there
1: okay what do you need
4: <sighs> are, are we still down in the office area or are we upstairs talking with him it kind of
1: time seemed to be muted or mutable it changed like you're outside you know walking down the street heading toward alphonse's and kind of when he stopped in front of a building and said oh it's
4: closed we should probably have that conversation in a more secure environment all right so shall we walk back yeah, let's walk back. How old is Sam? How old does he look to me?
1: Mid 40s. His hair is cut really close. He has a longer goatee, it's trimmed, but longer. You notice that underneath the shirt, it looks like he's got a couple tattoos like on his upper back and stuff. Um, he is wearing a button down shirt that's not wearing a tie and, and slacks. He looks like it's like business casual.
4: Does anything about him read as military to me or former military? Not at all. All right. So I'll walk back with him, mostly in silence, I think, thinking about what I want to explain, what I'm willing to divulge and what I'm willing to ask for, because I don't know this guy, but River told us about the ranch and we were familiar with people who had names that were uh, Western actors. We talked about this. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is connecting back to what River's been up to. See, Little is hilarious. But I also am not sure how much I can ask for without it getting squiffy. Understandable. So just walking back in silence, thinking
1: about all of that. You guys make it back to the office and he starts unpacking things and making office small talk of, you know, good bosses, good places to eat. It's not necessarily time filler, but it's, it seems as though that he's trying to gauge as to who are you, what are you like, and stuff like that. Like real people questions, not interrogation.
4: I do get a little tense for a second because it feels a teeny bit like an interrogation. And then I'm just like, nope, nope, that's that's just me being hypervigilant, which is not fun.
1: You see he picks up a large stone-like thing out of a box and it rolls on the table. He looks down. 20 It's a very large size D20
4: Do you play TTRPGs?
1: I used to I really don't like Hanging out with people that much We try doing stuff online Yeah Like I said Bug crawls in your ear You get a bit weird About some people
4: Yeah uh, I don't understand That specifically But I understand I think I know Yeah Mind if I roll it? Go for it Pick it up Roll it a couple times (laughs) Eh
1: It's a three Could be worse Right? Could. By two. Yeah, it could be Shadowrun with a whole bunch of 6 I'm not even going to start on that.
4: Yeah, I know. I played a little bit of that in college, and... God. People who get into Shadowrun really get into Shadowrun. They're kind of scary. Sounds like all of the role-playing game guys. I mean, you're not wrong, but...
1: He takes a drink.
4: Can I give him a sideways... Okay. Where did you get this? Is that a, is it an actual D20? Where'd you get yeah,
1: it? Yeah, D20. So the rock is uh I picked it up actually at a convention in the B4 times.
4: Oh
0: really? Yeah,
1: it's a it's it's just some kind of weird fancy rock. I just like the way it felt in my hand. Also figured if some asshole decided to uh start shit, then I could always throw it at him. And he kicks the metal leg of the table and you hear it tink. And you give a quick glance down and he's wearing steel-toed Doc Martin boots.
4: I'm immediately changing my, my mental evaluation of him because up until now he had registered as kind of kooky, not particularly dangerous. And now I'm like, ah, this is someone who's accustomed to improvising. That's interesting.
1: And he smiles you a kind of a fake smile. You notice he doesn't smile that often, but it even though it's fake, you kind of feel as though it's almost sincere. Like
4: He's trying to, to actually do the, the appropriate social cues. Yes. And I'll give him a warm smile back. I'll have to bring my collection in some time and so you can see my my I'm a dice goblin.
1: This does not surprise me at all. Well, yeah. Just do me a favor. Ta- Only when I ask, and he closes his eyes and makes his hand movement like he's waving. Only when I ask are you allowed to tell me about your character. Because otherwise I don't want to hear it.
4: That is completely fair, and all of my current games are on hiatus, so. Don't worry, I I have learned to stop when I see eyes glazing over. And he rolls his eyes. Or that, that too. The days go by for
1: everybody. Wednesday, not much. Rory, you get a response back from the doctor that's currently looking at Neville. The doctor's recommending that he gets an MRI done and a few other tests that deal with brain stuff. MRI, uh, EEG, um, also maybe check EKG as well. Um, And they might be able to do that
0: sometime next week. Perfect. I'll I'll email him back and say, sounds good, whatever you think is needed. Just keep me updated. You get a quick call after you shoot at that email. It's the doc, because you're still at the hospital. Oh, that's great on the other end she responds he's a really weird one isn't he a little bit yeah ever since he extubated him he's i don't know the patterns of his memory loss are very interesting i'm not sure what to make of it
1: i have a friend that deals with the stuff at walter reed you know trying to recover memories dr michelle park no i haven't heard of her do you want me to reach out since uh yeah if you think it'll be helpful I'll do that. Well, let's see what, let's, let's get some information and then, you know, we can conference and see what's going on. Perfect. All right. Sounds, sounds good. I'll do that. You have, you have a good day. Thanks. You too. Friday rolls around and it seems like everyone is available that day to head out to San Rafael to go visit and go tug on not the first thread, but the first thread that you talked about. Everyone gathers. Rowan is able to pick up everyone because it seems like they're all along the route and Rowan has to make the longest trip. This is the first time, Rowan, that you're driving with Rooster not in the driver's seat in a long time.
4: Yeah, I think he's one of the last ones that I have to pick up too. So, but it's Rory first. Swing over to Travis Air Force Base. I imagine he's waiting somewhere that I as a civilian can get to relatively easily.
0: Uh, yep. Uh, I'll hop in passenger seat. You okay to drive? I'm fine. Okay.
4: It's a nice day. Picked up Starbucks like five minutes ago, but I'll, I'll tap the the coffee next to me.
0: Did you get me anything?
4: Yeah. And I'll tap the cup next to mine and be like, Americana, right?
0: You got it. Good memory.
4: There are very specific things that I remember very well. <laughs> and there's an iced tea and an uh, energy drink in the back for the others.
0: All right. Uh, I guess off to next stop.
4: Next stop, Brewster. Let's go. And I'll drive to meet Rooster.
1: Rooster, you get the text message from Glasses that she's outside. Elena looks at you. You took the day off and you got to go do the other job, huh?
3: I mean, I told you that that was how I got the day off. I told you this all ahead of time. I know.
1: Can I at least meet the person that you ran off on Christmas to go, to
3: go save? Yeah. Um. All right. Oh, okay, wait, wait, uh wait. You should probably put a shirt on. Good idea. She puts nope, on your shirt and starts nope.
1: butting it and opens up the door. Out rumbles a girl from this condo walk-up. She pads over in just one of Rooster's button-down shirts.
4: Do I recognize her from the, the picture that I saw in Idaho?
1: Yes, but she's remarkably wearing only a little bit more clothes now.
4: I'll roll the window down. Hi, I'm Elena. Hi, Elena. I'm Redacted.
1: Nice to meet you. Redacted. Nice to meet you as well. So Redacted's going to come down here in a bit. How long are you going to keep him today?
4: Not sure at the moment. We will try to keep it minimal.
1: No, 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 no. I need you to keep him out of the house until about six or seven.
4: Why? I got a surprise for him. Okay. Yeah. I, I reckon we can figure something out. All right. Sounds good.
1: I appreciate you guys. And I'm glad to see that you're okay. And you're back. You're doing okay.
4: Oh, he did tell you about all of that. Um, I'm doing better.
1: He doesn't tell me any. He doesn't tell me everything. He tells me that he can't tell me things, and that's okay. And I pick up a lot of things, and it's a good thing he doesn't talk in his sleep. He just snores like a goddamn chainsaw when he does sleep.
0: Are you the doc? You're doc, right? Yes, that's your You're amazing. Cappy. He's not sleeping well. Okay. Would he take medication if I prescribed it? Probably not. He might. I could try. Okay. Do you want me to ask him? Maybe later. Don't tell him I told you, though. Okay, is he using the lancing device? The what? The lancing device that I told him to get? Uh, I don't know. The pookie? No. Okay, well, I guess this job has its secrets. Rooster
1: starts walking out the door at that point.
3: I'm still trying to button my pants and belt and everything. I swear the, the freaking Philo dendritus thing grows faster than I can pick my pants up from under it. You're so cute sometimes.
1: Not all times, just sometimes. Right now you're being really cute. And she motions for you with her
3: fingers to, like, come down and give her a kiss. I do. I don't actually have to bend down that far. She's about 5'9".
1: Mm-hmm. But still.
3: But yeah. And I um, put one hand behind her head and go for her and then pause, look at the car, gesture to roll the windows up with one hand.
4: Rowe is just sitting there with, with her chin on her fist, grinning. And when he does a gesture, she just like, nope. And then I say, oh right,
3: I have no shame, I forgot. And I do the full-on Times Square, navy dip kiss thing.
1: She reciprocates and uh, heads off, and, and you watch her, and she's unbuttoning the shirt as she's walking away. And before she closes the door, she drops the shirt, leaving the shirt outside. You only catch a glimpse, but it's still enough, and one of your nicer shirts is outside, on the ground.
3: I look up there and I go, I don't like buttons anyway. Worth it. Cappy, not a fucking word. Glasses, you're going to mock me for this anyway, no matter what I say. So at least let me have control of the radio.
4: I'm toss-up between mock you and damn, very nice. I'll try not to steal your girl. Yes, you can have control of the radio. There's an energy drink in the back for you. What, I don't write coffee? I do drink coffee. Yes, but you prefer energy drinks. I
3: prefer the caffeine. Energy drinks are just more, uh... Direct? I was gonna say transportable, but sure, let's go with that. Anyway, I hop in, pull up my phone, and... Shit, 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 shit! And pause the Taylor Swift. She was in control of it. Shut up. Hold on, I made something special for this. And Blondie comes on with one way or another. All right, I guess this is fine, too.
4: This is, this is good. Rowan just laughs and puts the car into reverse. All right, lover boy, let's let's go deal with this.
3: It's what she tortures me with, and this is better than her yoga playlist, okay? Just drive.
4: Aye, aye, Gunny. Look up and shoot him a wink in the mirror. Aye, what the f- oh, God
1: damn it. And next up, River gets picked up in the RSL
4: car that's not a rental. No, it's Rowan's personal vehicle, so we're going to try to not set it on fire. It's the Subaru. It's a Forester, yeah. River,
1: you see this car filled with your team. Oh, chuckleheads, all
0: three of them. Rooster's not driving. And he's not in shotgun, because I would not have moved.
3: He is, however, man-spreading across the entire backseat.
0: So I do a double
2: take on who's driving.
3: It's her car. She's allowed. But if we hit an IED, it's not my fault.
2: Am I allowed part of the backseat?
4: Rooster, move your legs
2: oh wait and he he pulls out the little pricking tool that he got pricks his thumb and shows rooster a drop of blood
4: okay satisfied now you're allowed is that something that we're gonna have to start doing maybe
3: hold on I don't like carrying a a little prick around with me he pulls out his regular knife and with the tip very gently pricks the ball of his thumb see I can be delicate
0: don't recommend doing that for every day if you need to check it that often
3: no, I don't have the thing with me. I hide those so that she doesn't worry. Okay? Okay. Knife going away now. Let's not talk about this. Next time, sterilize. Alright, let's drive. God made dirt and dirt don't hurt.
4: There is so many years of medical evidence behind why <laughs> what you just said is wrong.
3: <laughs> Someday I'll show you what's in dirt. River just goes into this huge discussion about it as we drive off. Brewster turns up the volume on his phone, slowly, and then realizes it isn't helping because it's connected to the car.
4: Yeah, and Rowan gives him a very pointed look and turns it down a couple notches.
1: So you guys head across the Richmond-San Rafael Bridge, across the bay. Traffic is fairly light. You pass San Quentin on your left. Lovely place. I heard they had some good concerts there. And eventually you pull into Dominican University of California now it is in the mountains there not far from the uh, Chena Camp State Park it's gorgeous here it is very green especially this early in summer the trees there's tons of trees and the campus is not a city campus it is a liberal arts college campus a lot of the buildings actually have green ivy on them and they are a, a lighter color gray building It is a Catholic campus, Dominican University. Go figure. Your thoughts were correct in that the parking here is very, very limited, but you are able to park in front of Angelico Hall. And Angelico Hall seems to be the building where there are most classes. In some of the research that you did on Professor Peasley, this is where his office is, as well as where he holds classes. You weren't able to find his schedule online though. It has not been filled out in like four or five years. His information has been updated, but just not his schedule. Somebody just forgot. Uh, Let's go to his office first, I think is where we would start. It's a typical California liberal arts school. There's tons of students walking about. It is June, so it's kind of late in the term and the semester. But uh, there's quite a few people here. Dr. Peasley's office is on the second of three floors and you do see his office is marked. There are some kids in the hall. Some of them are making some jokes. Some are funny, but not funny. Person is saying, I squish your head.
3: I squish your head. Rooster enjoys the eye candy of the college students.
1: And then you see a priest, a Catholic priest, walking the hallway. Not that that would really turn Rooster off, but there was still part of it's where it's like, "Ooh." And you reach a door with a frosted glass window that says on it, Professor uh, Nathaniel W. Peasley.
4: I will step up and knock on it. Come in. Open the door. Step inside.
1: You see that there's a man at the desk and he's got his glasses on his nose. Older fellow. You see that there's age spots on his head. His hair is a olive wreath. It's well cut, though. Very, very nicely cut as he's got a balding pate. Caucasian fellow. Uh, yes? What can I do for you? I will pull out that card and uh,
2: hand it to the gentleman.
1: Just the index card?
2: The the card with the green triangle on it.
1: He looks at it, takes his glasses off, folds them and puts them in a nice uh, glasses container. Alright. So. Hmm. And he looks at each of you and looks at River. Okay. You're a rogue. Yeah. Sure What can I do for you? How did you come to me? That's my question first
2: Well We've got a couple of questions Well, a question and a message for you
0: Okay Message from an old friend of yours it Goes by Neville Kingston Brown Does the name ring a bell? That's not a name that I've heard in a very long time What can you tell me about him? we met far
1: away we met a long time ago and uh, we did some work we did some work together excellent lad very quick at what he does
2: i'm guessing this work was not economics
0: no i don't think he worked on the economics part i did though he's recently run into some memory issues is there anything you can tell me about where he was from you're putting me on right no He was an old man when I met him.
1: He's surely dead now. How old does Neville look? The Neville that you've met and the Neville that you know, you would say maybe he's 30, hasn't really taken care of himself, so could be older, could be younger, but you would say he's he's younger than middle aged.
4: The Neville that we have met is about my age, maybe a little bit younger.
0: When did you work with him?
4: (laughs)
1: Oh no. That's always interesting. He puts his fingers in his hands. We met after the Second War.
2: Well, that covers a lot of time. It's after the Second War now.
1: No, I mean right after the Second World War. You start doing math in your head, this guy must be like 80 or something or older.
3: Okay, there's weird shit.
4: Of course there's weird shit. This is what we do.
3: Yeah, but uh,
0: How old were you? How old were you at the time?
1: <laughs> I was about 16, 17. I was too young to be drafted. But then again, time is a weird thing. Sure is. Isn't it? Though?
3: So is he, Neville Chamberlain?
1: Neville Chamberlain. You've met Neville Chamberlain? That's interesting.
3: No, no I'm gonna shut up now i I don't know why I even come to these things. This is for the smart people
4: because sometimes you say the 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 smart thing at the right time
3: did I this time okay, I'll shut up now
0: if you don't mind where where did he live when you knew him Neville he
1: looks down at his desk and looks up he was uh, he was in um where was it? I remember it was Australia, but I don't remember where. Western Australia?
4: Is he Australian?
1: Oh, yes. Quite. Tarquin? Sorry? Never mind. No, wait. He looks back, he, he looks at you. First you mentioned Neville Chamberlain, now you're mentioning Emperor Tarquin.
3: He wasn't an emperor, he was the last king. But I'm, I'm throwing things out to see if they land. It didn't work.
2: The name Tarquin doesn't mean anything to you, other than Roman Generalman?
1: No. Have you ever been to the library? Yes, library is right over there. Right. I bet you don't spend any time in the library. I
4: visit
0: occasionally.
1: No, not that library.
4: No.
0: No, this is uh, the Chroniclers, right? I'm sorry, the what? The Chroniclers? The Chroniclers. Narcotic. Hmm. Can you close the
1: door, please?
4: Yeah, Rowan's already reaching to close up.
1: So the three of you have met... Neville Kingston Brown, and the rogue here, and he points at River.
4: Why do you reference him as a rogue specifically?
0: Does Neville seem hollow? I suppose he's having a lot of gaps in his memory. But he has memories. they are few few and far between, he remembered his father's funeral, um, what else was it?
4: He remembered a, a white football, he remembered transcribing something that was in German, it, it isn't that he doesn't have memories. He has too many memories, and trying to pull any of them out of the storm is almost is a nightmare.
1: That's very interesting, very interesting. So he's not, he's not hollow. What does that mean? Empty, one focus, one, one thing that goes forward. It's good, you haven't, you don't have any, but I guess that that wouldn't happen with him here.
2: Which people are hollow?
1: They're very focused, very focused. They have some bits of memory only a small bit. And then they go and they do that thing. And that's it. And then they're done. They don't know what to do. Oh. And he, any he scratches his chin.
0: Yeah. They're like a self-resolving quantum anomaly. self-resolving quantum anomaly.
4: And these are people who have been to the library?
0: Sometimes. What do you know about the library?
1: Have you been to the Great Panoptic Library? No. What is it called? The Great Panoptic Library. Some people don't pronounce the N or the P, I do. Why? Because it's there. That's why it's herb, not herb. You can say it either way. It doesn't- it doesn't matter. I mean, it's a dead language, anyhow.
0: Right. Neville seemed to be visiting with- when we saw him recently.
3: Wait, what- what language? You said it's a dead language.
0: Do you have time to talk about this now, or do we- Oh, we can talk about this now. Okay. It's it's a it's a translation from the Yithian language. What does it mean in English? I don't know. Okay.
3: While they're talking, I'm going to take the backpack that I'm wearing and start looking through some books to see if any of those are dictionaries that translate to Yithian, since there are a lot of weird things in there.
1: Okay. You're kind of just going through a bunch of books then?
3: Mm-hmm. While they're talking.
1: What? Um. Huh. He's not dead, huh? It appears not. How did you come to learn about all of this? You don't just find him standing on the corner,
0: do you?
2: The Chroniclers had him. So you took him from the Chroniclers?
0: Yes. Yes. Why did you do that?
4: Because the Chroniclers had me as well. Oh. And we rather strenuously objected to that.
1: So have you been to the library?
4: I have not been to the library. I have caught a glimpse of the library, but I have not been there myself.
1: How have you caught a glimpse of the library?
4: When I say his memories are like a storm, it's because trying to pick anything out of them is very difficult, but I did catch a glimpse.
1: Wait, are you saying that you're, you, you communed with him
2: mentally?
4: In a manner of speaking.
1: Well, what manner are we talking about?
4: The very literal one, yes, actually.
2: Was he telepathic when you knew him? Oh. Do you all drink scotch?
1: Yes. Yes. He walks over to a very lovely wooden globe, lifts it up, and inside there are bottles of liquor. Pulls out a bottle. We have a lot to talk about.
4: Right. Where do we start? I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan.
3: I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster.
0: I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voschkevich, the handler. Our story is based upon
1: the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 3, Act 3, is an original scenario titled In Time and Space, written by me, Dan Voschkevich, with the help of the rest of the Redacted Reports cast. If you like our story there are a few ways you can support us first you can check out our patreon page patreon.com slash the redacted reports patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes relevant certain reports to each story as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons we offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, MS Asnikar, Heather Nay, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedavia, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardamus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, and
2: the entity some have called George.
1: If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on the usual social media sites. The Redact Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week because outside the bounds of reality, lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe. And they're coming.